The race to 5G is on, and the battle for talent is getting fierce. Welcome to 5G Talent Talk with Carrie Charles, a podcast dedicated to helping you face the future workforce head on. Navigate this challenging talent landscape with innovative strategies to attract, retain, and engage people in this new world of work. Only here on 5G Talent Talk with Carrie Charles, CEO of Broadstaff Talent Solutions. Hi, I'm Carrie Charles, and I want to welcome you to this episode of 5G Talent Talk. I am so thrilled to have with me a special guest today. It is Dan Zygmunt, and he is the new VP of Telecom for Sight Tracker. Dan, thanks so much for being with me today on 5G Talent Talk. Gary, thanks for having me. Appreciate the invitation. Looking forward to um, talking today. Yes, you know, I'm especially interested to hear about your journey and your transition and, you know, what took you from where you were to the tech side of telecom, if you will. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Carrie, great question. Um, it's been like just this incredible journey. You know, for me, I, I started off at Ball State University. I picked up a, a computer science degree there. I was always in, you know, into tech kind of early on, um, even throughout my childhood. And there was a period of time during one of the summers at the university, I was like actually working for this company called Harmon Glass. And we were deploying this hospital up in uh, Kalamazoo, Michigan. And we were building like this beautiful rotunda. I was like this glazer. And we we're like putting, you know, big pieces of glass, like 150 feet foot up in the air. And I, that was like my, really my first opportunity to get exposed to like project management and kind of deploying things out in a field perspective, working along with the field crews. And that really kind of caught my attention and said, you know what, I want to do this. I want to you know, kind of build infrastructure, but more on from a technology side, from like a network side. So finished up my computer science degree, went on to uh, do some graduate work at the university there as well, at the Center for Information and Communication Sciences, and got a really good understanding of like the network architecture on how we deploy, not only from like how the signal traverses the architecture, but also the human communication aspect of it and how we communicate and deploying infrastructure from a services perspective. So did some interviews and ran into a guy named uh, David Sharkey. Uh, he was working at Telemon, which is in Indianapolis. And you know, he goes, what do you want to do in your career, Dan? I go, well, I want to build networks. He goes, okay, that's good. We, we do that here. And went on for a little while and didn't hear back from him, you know, nearing graduation. I called Telemont up and I called and I talked to the receptionist and the receptionist goes, hi, who's this? And Dan, I goes, can you page Dave Sharkey? I, I, I'm trying to get a hold of him. He goes, sure. So this is like time when, you know, there's a page, you can page people <laughs> right. offices, right? Yeah. So they page Dave and Dave picks up the phone. It goes, hi, this is Dave. He goes, hey, Dave, this is Dan, uh, Ball State. He goes, Hi, hi, Dan. And he goes, now I want to build networks. Can I come work for you? He goes, wait, did you just page me? And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, you know, part of being relentless, right? So he goes, yeah, come on board. Let's do it. So came down started for Telmon. And, you know, the first opportunity I had was to work in central offices in the network. So one of our clients was Verizon and you know, I was working outside, you know, do the summer at the Bronson Hospital. I go, well, this is the exact opposite of working outdoors. So I'm working inside central offices, 
you know, getting my hands straight out there with the crews, running cables, um, putting relay racks in, dropping power into BDFBs, and got a really firsthand experience of, you know, project managing again, right? Managing revenue, cost, field teams, and really enjoyed it. Uh, next, Dave kind of came through and said, hey, we want to get, you know, we're, we're working on an outside plant opportunity for AT&T. And he goes, are you interested? I go, well, yeah, I get to work outside. So I'm good with that. Right. So I got experienced on the outside plant side of it. And then at one point, uh, you know, Tom, I was looking to get into the wireless space. So I helped start the wireless division within there and then ran into some entrepreneurs that were building high speed wireless broadband to rural America. And I was helping them with, you know, some of the business case aspect of it. It was like there's costs, right, in terms of how you deploy that network from a services perspective. And they said, hey, you know, why don't we want you join our team and let's go do that. So, you know, at a young age, kind of got the entrepreneurial kick, raised some, you know, went out, raised some angel investment, was bringing high-speed wireless broadband there. We sold that business uh, a couple of years later and, you know, reached out to, you know, another one of my mentors, uh, Joe Sanzo at uh, SAC Wireless and asked him, you know, had to sell the business. What are you guys up to? He goes, we're in the process of, you know, changing our, you know, our customer approach, going going from a more of a tier two to a tier one, working directly for the network operators and said, you know, would you like to help us do that? And I said, yeah, let's do it. Right. So employee number 100 over there and was really a part of all the transformation that goes from really early kind of hundred people to, you know, tapping up to, you know, I think 3000 people at one time and all the people in the processes that go associated with that. So like throughout that whole journey, just had an incredible opportunity to touch like all aspects of the network and what it takes to deploy. So kind of central office, outside plant, fiber, small cells, tower, DAS. So kind of got this unique, you know, wide lens of the industry. And then, you know, kind of fast forward kind of where we are today, you know, just understanding of everything that's happening in the ecosystem today around investment, right? And we're seeing in the critical infrastructure, you know, we're seeing at the government level and we see what's just happening. And I really wanted to take the opportunity to say, you know, how can I help other firms that have to take on so much work? How can we really improve their operation and help digitize that, right? In order for them to be able to take on more work. Because I feel like what we do here is like really meaningful, right? I mean, we connect people with their families, right? We build a first responder network and, you know, we make it easy for groceries to like land at our house, right? And packages. I like so, that. I just had groceries land at my house last night. <laughs> yeah. I <laughs> Thank mean, you. It's, Thank you very much. It's incredible, right? So now I'm kind of on this next chapter, joined Site Tracker, right? Because I felt throughout that whole journey, I was always looking for like this incredible tool that you know made it easier to kind of connect people with how do we deploy, and you know I'm here at Site Tracker. You know we're a SaaS company, you know built in the cloud, designed to, you know build infrastructure, and you know we really help project teams, asset owners, and teams in the field, you know do the job the best that they can. So how long has Site Tracker been in business now? You know I think we've been around since about. I think it's like 2014 or 2015 or uh, so. Yeah. That's great. Cause I've heard so much about site tracker. So, and it's exciting to, to go a little deeper here. You know, there is this massive shift 
taking place in the world today, the digital transformation, if you yeah. will. Yeah. So how will this shift really help companies to drive productivity, to accelerate growth? You know, how is this going to help companies? And I, I know this is an obvious answer, but, you know, I want to look at this from a view of you being inside of a SaaS company now coming from right. telecom. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, as, as much as this, is a U.S. challenge. I think is a global challenge, you know, as well. I mean, I've, I've been on since coming over here. We've done some international calls uh, with some other firms over there, and there is really a, a global challenge, right? And I think the best way to do this is really looking at, you know, how we optimize the fundamentals and how we execute. You know, I think we've been kind of been accepting this status quo for too long, and it's been like affecting our balance sheets and it's been affecting our work-life balance. And I think there are some, you know, firms out there today that are like early adopters and, and recognizing this, whether it's like the Tillman's, the Ericsson's, SEC Wireless is an example of that, you know, Exonet, Zale, uh, Cox Communication, Lumen, Vodafone, right? So we're, yeah. there's a lot of who say, hey, we need to solve this, right? And we need, you know, technology to be able to do that. And they're reaping the benefits of that. And I think what the opportunity is to really be that that skills equalizer, that translator that gets everybody on the same page. So when we look at the fundamentals is really, you know, how do we optimize our forecasting and aligning expectations across the full value chain of, you know, how that infrastructure gets spent all the way down to the people in the field, you know, taking away kind of educated guests and making data driven decisions and really just ensuring that alignment. So as implementing a software system like Site Tracker, you're really digitizing your operation. This is all about how you, you know, optimize your processes, then you would standardize them, and then we want to automate the hell out of them, right? right. And we do that within Site Tracker as an example by, you know, standardizing the milestones across the entire program. We look at creating that single repository for data and documents. So it's, it's all within that kind of view of that, of that site level and then assigning accountability all the way down the site level. So everybody understands kind of what their role is throughout that value chain, whether it's, it's on the asset acquisition side, whether it's on that construction aspect, the integration, or even the final extent. So everybody kind of has that view of who's responsible for what, right? And then what we want to do is we want to measure that, measure that production and then make it transparent throughout the entire organization. And I think when you do that, companies are gonna be able to take on more work. They're going to be able to drive you know, cost out of their business. And I think their margins are gonna increase as a result of that and thus kind of improving your balance sheets, yeah. So I, I agree 100%. How did COVID really accelerate this need to digitize processes for companies? You know, I think one of the things to think about there is that I kind of pushed us in an environment of we'd all become more technologists, I would say, right? I mean, if we look at the environment that we're in today, right, the adaptability around being able to use like the software that are as a tool, Zooms are going into telemedicine versus going out of the office, right? I think that it's enabled us to be, you know, kind of push that envelope even more there. Yeah. Yes. No. You know, the bottom line is, and we all know this, that they're just, there are not enough people to deploy 5G. In fact, many companies, and I've talked about this over and over in episodes that companies are actually turning down work right now. You said it, 
because there simply are not enough people to do the work. So how will digitization help solve this problem? Yeah, I, mean, I think that goes kind of what I was talking about around in terms of making it, you know, in an environment where we optimize those fundamentals. I think that's really what I was kind of focused on there around how that digitization helps to do that and that we're able to take on more work by enabling that piece of it. Yeah. So tools like Site Tracker, you know, that's this uh, amazing solution that's going to help us do more with less people. And it sounds exciting. There's a whole other side of this, though, which is the more that gets automated, the less people we need. And then what happens to the people? Right. So what are your thoughts on this as we move along through this automation, digitization and how it's going to affect the workforce, the telecom workforce specifically? You know, I think kind of what you're what you're outlining there is like, you know, can tech is tech intimidating. Right. Yeah. And, <laughs> right. and I think that it really shouldn't be intimidating. I think I was saying this before, like, we're all like these technologists, right? We see all this technology that's around us and we're utilizing it. And I think it's really about, you know, change management is the issue, right? And on how do we change associated with that? So when we look at how do we solve it, I think, you know, Site Tracker is an example of a successful change management, right? You know, we're, we're managing $25 billion of assets. We have 25,000 different users and our adoption rate is, is 94% which is really incredible. And I think that's the reason why is because we've created a system that's intuitive, right? I mean, it's recognizable, right? I mean, I was on this site tracker uh, certification program when I first came on and you could just feel the relief coming off people because it was like, oh, somebody finally, you know, figured out this is what we were looking for. An example of that is like our, is our trackers, right? Web-based spreadsheets, right? And I think there's always this challenge around integrating new software in, right? And I think we have an approach around, you know, this creative sandbox, people can come play in. You know, we have ready-made project templates. So you're not really having to start from scratch, kind of clicks, not codes, you know, that certification program. We also will partner with you on our business plan where we outline that value and then we want to measure it. And I think that's really what I'm excited about being here is that to really create a solid partnership between our customers and site tracker. You know, you hit the nail on the head because, you know, I'm going through this in my company. I think every company goes through this at some point when you're looking at your tech stack and it's adoption, right? It's getting your people to adopt the software and use it because it's absolutely useless if people don't use it. And, you know, there's, yeah. you know, how do you get old dogs to learn new tricks? And again, this isn't an old, old joke. I'm in my fifties. So I, <laughs> You know, I could be one of those old dogs, but how do you, and, and I hear you when you say that, you know, it's intuitive, you know, something about a sandbox, which sounds really simple. And I like that language, but, you know, looking at these people who've done things the same way for so long, I mean, especially in telecom, how do you get them to shift? Yeah. I, you know, I think from a shift perspective, I think we just, you know, reskilling is a part of this, right. And I think in order to, you know, just enable that job security, right? And I think we kind of walk through the pro round, you know, great businesses have to innovate, right? And I mean, at the end of the day, I think that you know, when we want to move, you know, make that progress right in towards enabling that, you know, understanding that technology plays an important role that is very critical. 
And you have, you're actually a success story for going back to the question before you're a success story for this reskilling and upskilling. And, you know, there's this world that's moving toward digitization and automation and what's going to happen to me and what's going to happen to my job. I mean, we hear a lot about upskilling and reskilling and keeping your skills current and learning something new. And you're a perfect example of this in action, right? Yeah, that's, I mean, that's absolutely right. I think we all understand that, you know, we constantly need to assess the effectiveness and how we execute, right? And, you know, technology is going to play an important role around that. And, you know, I think, you know, an example of that, if you look at like your cell phone, right? At one point, email and your phone was disconnected, right? And I think, I remember this time I was getting on a plane one time and the customer said, well, I can't, I can't get a hold of you for four hours, right? And the next thing you know, I landed, I had to get a phone, I had to get a phone with an email on me, right? Just, you just have to adjust and you got to pivot. And, you know, I think it has an opportunity to improve progress as a result of that. Yeah. So what makes Site Tracker different than, or better than your competitors? You know, I think that it's a great question. And, you know, I don't think it's so much like other softwares are our competitors as folks that you mentioned, kind of like that want to stay in their current mode of operation, right? And, if you look at, you know, firms that want to grow, that's one way that you have to do in order to really grow your business. Um, I think we have this philosophy around, you know, how we deploy and we create a foundation of people and processes that that's a key differentiator there, right? I think there's a ton of upside there. If you think of like merger and acquisitions as an example of firms that are like looking to sell, knowing where all your assets are at, knowing the structural integrity of your tower, what's the availability out there will help with the valuation of your firm, right? And if there's an unknown, there won't be that discount. So when you have to go through due diligence, being able to outline here it is and there's a high credibility about it, I think you could get a better value about, around that. I think the other opportunity is we do we have site tracker AI and we also have machine learning. So I think you know looking at like what happened and what could happen is extremely powerful, right? I mean, you have this repository now throughout your implementation of where all your data is, and you can take a look at in ways you never have before. So when you're going out and you're forecasting your project plan, understanding, you know, how did this market perform versus this one or the cycle times or the jurisdictional challenges that you may be running into, or who's the better PM versus the different general contractor, and how do you make those decisions? Is all is going to be about you know algorithms that are going to help you know guide our decisions, and I think we're just going to see a lot of accuracy improvement as a result of that. You know, I heard you say that really it isn't about another piece of software as a competitor. Really, what it's about is someone doing the things they used to do or doing it the way that they used to do it versus adopting this new and improved method and model. And then I know you got a lot of attention when you said increased valuation. I'm sure that's uh, ears perked up there as well, but it really is in going to that next level. And I was in a conference last week for staffing in my industry and the entire week was about the digital transformation, digitizing your business. I mean, it was, I couldn't go to one session out of Literally, we had five days of sessions. Not one session did not mention this, you know, changing and moving and transformation. So it's coming, it's here, and we need to get on the bus or be left behind, right? I'm I'm telling you, Carrie, I think every COO 
CIO and CTO are sitting together in a room right now solving this. It's happening right now. Because the amount of investment that's being made is they have to be prepared. And I think everybody understands the challenge of if you take on too much work and you don't have that foundation ready, you are going to fail. And I think this is an incredible piece about it. I mean, just, I love what you were saying about just how you have to adopt, right? I mean, I'll give you an example. I'm, I'm a big runner, right? I enjoy running. And for a long time, I was kind of in the mid-pack, right? I'm mid-pack first. It's like, how do I get faster, right? And, you know, your mind says run faster, but your body's got to run faster, right? So what do you have to do? You have to change your training regimen, right? All of a sudden, you just got, you know, Right. Climb to, you know, do more, cl- you know, climb more stairs, right? Or do speed work, right? And all of a sudden you start adopting those new activities and you start moving up right. inch by inch, right? You have to change what you do. And I think it's mm-hmm. so transparent. And I think if we apply that from a business perspective here on how we do this, I think the results would be extraordinary. And we're just solving the challenge ahead of us. Yeah. You know, th- this reminds me of the story where a man is chopping down a tree. And he just keeps chopping and chopping and chopping and chopping, you know, and it's just taking him forever to get even make any progress with this tree. And then someone walks up to him and says, hey, George, why don't you sharpen your axe? And he stops. Right. And he goes over and he sharpens his axe and then hits it three times and the tree comes down. But the key here is stopping to sharpen your axe, because, you know, with all the tech that we've adopted And, you know, we've been through our own transformation, really, with AI software, with staffing. I mean, we've got all kinds of different, you know, new SaaS products right now in broad staff. But we have had to stop and take the time to learn it, adopt it, and integrate it. And I think that's the piece that, but once you do, your axe is sharper and everything works better, right? You know, sometimes you don't really, you don't really know how challenging it is to you really see how better it could be. Right. I right? Like that. And then you right. sit back and you reflect, you're just like, how did we ever do this before? And then you're <laughs> off with making statements right. like, thank goodness we did this. Right. I mean, when you have, I mean, I've lived this, right. I've been in the environments. I mean, I know there's a bunch of out there that have that they're sitting there and they're just like, wow, we're so glad we did this. We implemented this because we wouldn't have been able to do it. Right. You and know, our Dan, customers yeah. are happier. Yeah. Right? right. I mean, yeah. your culture is happier. Right. Because there's the understand what and, and you have an opportunity. You, you can set expectations. Right. Everybody has alignment for that. And a lot of people, I think a lot of challenges are, you know, people understand what they're supposed to do and how they got to do it. You know, you know, something else comes to mind and I'll have you put on your sales hat for a minute that right. we're as business leaders are bombarded with SaaS products. Right. I mean, I must get, I don't know how many LinkedIn messages oh, every, sure. I mean, every day. Yeah, <laughs> I, just, I hear the same, com- you know, the same conversation. It's, it will, you know, change your life, save you money, more done, less time, this and that, and all this great stuff. But, you know, if I keep adding to this tech stack and my monthly cost just keeps going up and up and up and, you know, how do we choose? How do we choose and know that, let's say out of everything we have available, Site Tracker is going to be the one the project management tool, you know, the tool that I need, how do we choose that from all the noise out there with these SaaS products? Yeah. I mean, I think the, you know, the differentiator there is that if we look at what 
kind of what we're responsible for doing, right? We're responsible for deploying critical infrastructure, right? Whether that's small cells, tower, fiber, right? Whatever that may be. And I think to be really successful is you have to have a piece of software that was purpose-built for that infrastructure, right? I mean, there are tons of tools out there that I think will, you know, analyze data for you, right? But you have to make the correlation between what do you want it to analyze, right? And I think we purposely built it for this platform and we've been building it for a long time. It has been field tested, right? Through all our different customers along the ways. And it's been constantly, constantly innovate on it, right? We take that feedback. Like if I have to deploy a, you know, physical, you know, in this network, I want to be that is made purposely and is intuitive from that perspective. And I think that will help with the adoption and it's going to help deploy it. Right. And when right. you're able to extract the information you add, it has all those different layers that's required to do it. You know, and I appreciate that. The other piece of it is that our competitors are doing it. <laughs> and, you know, if we don't, and, you know, like I said, we don't get on the bus, then we get left behind. So I think that's a critical piece. Let's switch gears a little to the people aspect. Sure. Because there's this IT telecom convergence happening right now. It's, you know, the people yeah. that are needed to build these virtualized networks are completely different than the people that were needed even two years ago in our industry. So when hiring for SiteTracker, do you look at, because I know there's a lot of people who don't have those necessarily those skills, and there's also a great talent shortage in IT right now. So when hiring, do you look for skill and experience, or do you hire character and train skill? You know, I think you're spot on, right? There's there's a huge convergence happening right now, right? I mean, we look at kind of that network orchestra outline, and that is even extending, right? We have to look at you know, smart cities is an example. We got to look at, you know, we're trying to solve, you know, get to a carbon neutral environment by 2015, right? And then from our perspective is that we don't really compromise on either, right? If you want to hire and build a great company, you need both, right? So I think, you know, leveraging that is extremely critical. And I think we have an environment where we work across the entire landscape. So if you have experience project managing, you know, fiber, I think that's translatable to small cell, it's translatable to tower and can be outreached into the other ecosystem that's out there with smart cities or energy, for an example. Yes, it sounds like that many skills in telecom will translate into that IT or tech space. What advice would you give? Because we get quite a few people, not, I mean, not a ton right now, but I know this is going to be even more and more, but we do get people who come to us, candidates that are looking to make that transition from the traditional telecom space, maybe into more of a tech role into, you know, that 5G tech world, what advice would you give? Because I know you've made that transition. Yeah, I think, you know, the opportunity there, and I think it's something I did when I brought, when I came over here is really try to capture, you know, the challenges that you kind of face as you were in that role, right? And how you can kind of bring that into tech from, you know, maybe shaping the landscape of what that product looks like, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, an, an example of that may be, we're looking at, you know, companies today are, you know, maybe they're in the, the billion towers, but they want to get into fiber or they want to get into small cells, right? Because there's this whole convergence that's happening that you mentioned about, right? So I think as you look at kind of the experience you had making those deployments, how can you leverage that skill 
that you had into a product? Like, what would you want to have, wish that one thing could do, right? So you can kind of take all those kind of related elements that you have throughout the course of their journey, right? And adopt it and say, man, I really wish we could have done this, right? And you can bring that and then, you know, look at putting that on a roadmap as an example. Right, right. That's, that's good advice. So let's talk culture. What is it like to work at SiteTracker? I mean, I tell you, I mean, it's pretty incredible. I mean, the energy is off the chart here. The intellect is off the chart. You know, we're very aggressive as well, right? I mean, we, I think we understand the challenge we're trying to solve. And there's just, there's a holistic, you know, passion about that. And it's incredible. I mean, I was, I'm looking at like, I got my coffee mug over here. I mean, the values, I think, really resonate as well. So, if, you know, pursue relentlessly, focus meonically on the customers, care deeply, think and act boldly, and we're committed to diversity and inclusion. I mean- Wait, let's say the coffee cup. So you have that written on the, yeah, the like, Sidetracker right? coffee cup. Look at that. I want one of those for broad staff. I love that. It's great. I mean- And you uh, keep it in front of you all the time. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I think it's always, I mean, as you go out through your day, it's just always great to just, you know, think about those values, right? Because your community is so many different people. How do you, you know, put yourself with them and, and how do you communicate? Because I mean, the pursue relentlessly. I mean, I think it wasn't for that. I probably wouldn't have ended up with that first job. I probably, who knows, right. who knows where I would have gone, right? And you, have, you do have to care deeply because there's so many people that we interact with, you know, every day, right? And everybody's trying to accomplish something. Everybody has work life that they're trying to, you know, solve, right? And at the end of the day, you know, motivation is a huge piece of that, right? And you have to be thoughtful and caring about that. Yeah. Yes. Good. Are you remote as a company? Are you partial remote? Are there remote opportunities? I know that's really a hot topic for many candidates these days, especially right. in tech and IT. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, you know, like right now we're remote. You know, there originally just this kind of a survey came out, you know, based on kind of what's happening, right? Do we think we may head back into the offices or what that may look like? Uh, but right now we're remote. I'm certainly remote. Yeah. You're in Chicago. I, mean, I haven't heard the train yet. <laughs> you, haven't, you haven't heard it. Yeah. It's gotten like a couple of times. It's going to be yeah. maybe find a way to muffle it a little bit. Yeah. The new world we live in. No, that's great. And, uh, you know, the good news is, is with, you know, people have figured out that we can do so much remote where, you know, before it was that we had to be in an office and that's a whole other conversation, but um, that's exciting. It's exciting. It's great to hear about your culture. I know that your founder CEO is just phenomenal, brilliant, brilliant individual. And I'm excited for your growth very much so. So are you hiring in conclusion? What, if so, what types of roles are you hiring for? Where can we find out about open jobs? And yeah, tracker I mean, in general, for people who want to learn more about tracker. I mean, it's been amazing. I mean, we haven't missed a beat. You know, the one thing I love about this industry that we've been in is that we constantly challenge ourselves, right? And get out of our comfort zone and continue to like just drive forward, right? And there's been a resilient industry and it's been incredible. I mean, for us, you know, we've grown 237% over the last two years. We had the largest pipeline I think we've ever had. So it was super exciting. And the answer is yes, we're hiring across all business units, whether it's sales, marketing, products, implementation. Um, you can find us on www.sitetracker.com. Um, there's a ton of openings. 
come join us. We're doing excellent things that are, we're really looking to, you know, make a great improvement to how we work and live here. Yeah. Yeah. And the world in general. So it sounds exciting. And then the last thing you are in other verticals as well, besides telecom. We are, that's right. Yeah. So, you know, kind of like just, we talked about, you know, kind of that architecture around the network expanding into energy is a huge one right now, right? Electric, you know, we see electric cars, you try to get to a carbon neutral environment by 2015. You know, at the end of the day, it's about getting that box, that form factor out to some physical location, right? And whether you're selling a radio device or an IOTO device, you know, it's a box for energy, an example. And um, I think there's going to be a lot of them. <laughs> there will. And if, for those of you listening who would like to know about all the different verticals that are uh, available through Site Tracker and, you know, everything that's going on, the great work that you're doing, then you can go to, again, what is that website? www.sitetracker.com. Simple. Like- Very simple. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Dan, thanks so much for being on the show. This has just been exciting. I love talking tech and uh, yeah. had, had fun today. So thank you. Thanks, Carrie. Really appreciate it. Take care. Thank you for listening to another informative episode of 5G Talent Talk brought to you by RCR Wireless News, Telecom Careers, and Broadstaff Talent Solutions. As we advance into the future, we promise to bring you the resources you need to navigate this ever-changing landscape of 5G to help you attract, retain, and engage people in this new world of work. To access the show notes or leave a review, visit broadstaffglobal.com. Until next time.